Hi Mason and welcome to another 9320 transfer special. Um, today we are going to try and look through a lot of the names that have been linked to City and just see where we're up to with a lot of those transfers and just talk a little bit about how we think that the transfer window is going to unfold. Uh, I'm delighted to have Sam Lee from Gold with us. Welcome Sam. Hi mate, how thanks very you? much. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's it's been it's a quiet day today. I, I know I know I know City fans on Twitter. Uh, God, we need to we need to announce a Derson, but it's quite nice for me because the more people worry about a Derson, the less they're worrying about what happens next. So I've been enjoying it today. Mate, you said to me earlier that if Bagaristein pulls his finger out of his ass, you'll be able to have a holiday before the American tour. Is that true? Well, no, it's not. It's not so much um, be able to have a holiday. I can take one whenever. But if these players we've been reporting on the last couple of days or sign in the next couple of weeks, I think I could take one out of celebration. Hey, awesome! Well, Just I think I think there'll be loads of blues celebrating. Do you know what I mean? Oh wow, yeah, I know it works both ways. There, there'll be a hate mob if it doesn't happen. But let's see. Yes. Well, let's talk about what, what before we talk about what will and won't happen. What I wanted to ask you to begin with was the anatomy of writing a transfer story. So from a from a journalistic point of view, um, how complicated is it reporting on transfers? You know, what's your process that you go through when you vet stories, when people bring information to you? For the listeners, I think it'd be interesting to hear from your perspective how these things work. Yeah, God. Um, it's, it's really, I mean, it's really not easy that. Um, the process, well, I mean, stories can come from all over um and you might have to give me a bit of time to to work out in my head how like to put this all in order but i mean it can come from all over but the the problem is again i think you mentioned some of the problems i mean sources can come from you could have sources wherever um and then again some of the problems can be that sometimes these sources are completely at odds with each other and you know you, you might trust them both or you might just be at a stage where you trust one guy and not so much the other. And they're saying different things. And it turns out the guy you didn't really trust or you weren't sure about is right. And there's all sorts of doubts that can go on. Um, I mean, for example, I was I was um, speaking to somebody the other day. We were out having lunch. And at the start of the meeting, it was, um, oh, yeah, Nelson Semedo from Benfica might be an option. Oh, okay. And then, you know, you, you might have gone away from that and either checked it out somewhere else or just trusted that, you know, trusted this your source enough and you go and do it and you think oh it makes sense because i think a lot of the time you kind of do what makes sense as well and you know what you've heard and tell it elsewhere and you go oh yeah somedo would make sense behind carl walker but then by the end of the meeting it was oh no i've just had another message and he's not and you and you just think oh, okay um it, that's how that's how quickly it can change um and again, that comes down to who you're listening to because you could either have a, a direct source who's there or you could have somebody who knows exactly what's going on via knowing somebody who's there or it could come from, you know, obviously agents, the players themselves, the players' friends, um, the club, um, you know, not not City in this case, not necessarily City in this case, but any club. Um, and it could be either inside the club, it could be a press officer or a communications officer or the chairman or the manager you know, it, it can come from wherever and and what you've i think the main thing you need to be aware of here is everybody's got an agenda really mm. um everybody's got an agenda and they they may be they may be telling the truth or they may not be and that's and that's what you've got to weigh up and and as i went back to sorry I, i'll go back to what i said earlier about Samedo. 
it, you kind of you you weigh in you know what what you think will happen as well at times but what it essentially is is how confident you are in your sources um you know there there may well be be people who aren't bothered but the vast majority of journalists i know and have met or know of put out stories because they're confident in their sources and if you're to ask me a city of city got a really good chance of signing alexis sanchez i'll be like well that's going to be difficult because arsenal aren't going to want to sell him he's got offers from all over europe um and you know and if and if arsenal don't want to sign him to city they could even just say well you're not going anywhere they could just refuse so i'd maybe be like well i'm steering away from that one but the sources i've spoken to um at least two of them very good my trust in them kind of is reflected in the articles i've written which says you know and as i've anyone who's asked me questions on twitter the last couple of days and as i've written in the articles including the going back to silver and adesa on friday and saturday it it just it kind of reflects my confidence in these sources um you know i'm absolutely confident that you know these we're not barking up the wrong tree um Mendy, Walker and Alexis are players they think they can get. It's not going to transpire that they weren't ever trying to buy them because they definitely are. Whatever happens between now and them either coming or not, we, nobody knows. But yeah, um, I think the main thing to take away from this is the sources, wherever they're from, whatever agendas they've got, um, you've got to be confident in them. And the you know, the the quality, I suppose, and the confidence in, in your stories reflects the confidence you've got in your sources. I think that's probably the best way of, of summing it up. Do you feel as though sometimes that <clears throat> there is a game of, um, how do I say this, where, where basically everybody speaks half-truths and everybody then accepts that everybody speaks half-truths and nobody calls out somebody else's bullshit. Basically, what I'm what I mean by that is... The clubs and the players and the agents, they all speak in half-truths. So if an agent constantly links a player to City, for example, we could end up in a situation where from the outside you go, well, City, you've got to be in for that guy because yeah. they've been, you know, they've been basically been talking about him for a year or a year and a half. The club are never going to come out and categorically say, we're not in for him. But at the same time, they're not in for him. You, you see, you, you see the, the picture that I'm painting down. That there's like an almost a, um, a a game of bollocks where everybody goes. We all know that everybody else is speaking bollocks, but nobody's going to call them out on their bollocks. Yeah, I mean, I, and again, I, I, again, I suppose the best example of this at the moment is Fabinho. Um, it's all, oh, what's going on with Fabinho? What's going on with Fabinho? And as as far as I know, and. It, and and again, this isn't this probably isn't as um, concrete as knowing the targets because it's very easy to say these are the players we're trying to sign. And the thing with Fabinho is it could change if they don't get Walker or they don't get whoever else. They could go, oh, we'll have a look at him. But as far as I know, um, Fabinho hasn't really been on the on the agenda. Um, that was the impression I got the other day. Since then, that's I've, I mean I've heard more on that. And then I've had people going, oh, why the change in heart on Fabinho? And it's like, well, I mean, who was to say who was to say that City did want Fabinho in the first place? Yeah. I mean, because, you know, because they were players to get linked in the media and then it doesn't happen. It kind of thinks, oh, City have, been, have missed out on somebody or or they've they've changed their mind or whatever. But as as you say, there there can be scenarios, yeah, where whether it's come from agents or 
or players or whatever for whatever reason where yeah there is kind of a there can be you know there can be two versions of the truth going on and they sometimes you know run parallel to each other i always i'm I'm always reminded of uh do you you must have watched the um i think it was the bbc who did that barcelona documentary when when laporta um was elected do you remember watching that I don't actually know. You should look it up on YouTube. It's yeah. brilliant. It's basically a behind the scenes of the run up to the election and then the first I think it was the first twelve months, the first season of Laporta Bagerstein Soriano um at Barcelona. One of the things in the documentary that I found fascinating was that in the run up to the election, uh there's a meeting that they film where Soriano basically says Look, I've spoken to Beckham's agent and he doesn't mind hmm. us telling the media tomorrow that we've got an agreement for him to join Barcelona. And I know that United don't mind either. So let's do that. Even though their target was Ronaldinho, at hmm. that particular moment in time, it suited them to have that story out there that they were going to sign Beckham. But it, the, th- the part of it, the story that I found fascinating was that they pretty much cleared it with the agent and gone, we're going to plant this story, do you mind? And then cleared it with the club that owned the player. Yeah. And and it's since then, I've always had this this impression that, you know, that that's what I mean about the fact that everybody speaks in half-truths. So everybody accepts within the industry of transfers and football that nobody's going to call anybody out on their nonsense because they're all at it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you put it like that and it does make sense. I mean, I don't think there's any kind of agreement where, because uh, nobody kind of, because, you know, we're all kind of not unsure, but maybe insecure because as confident I am in my sources, you know, we see the Times back page last night and it says, Alexis wants to leave Arsenal and you think, great, it's on. And then you read three paragraphs down and it says he wants to go to Bayern Munich. And I mean, I don't think that, I don't think that they're lying. I don't think. I hope he doesn't think I'm lying. It's just one of those. No, you, you can, as confident as I am, you can never be a hundred percent sure. when somebody else comes out and says something different, yeah. But so I mean, yeah, maybe I wouldn't phrase it like that. But certainly, <laughs> it is. It is such a. It is such a, a complicated game, such a tricky game. Um, yeah, I suppose you never quite know where you stand. And and even if you know, even if things do happen or or are happening, they can just change out of the blue and you can be completely right and then something changes. So everybody's just so wary, I think. Then, yeah, there is there is definitely this this grey area, I suppose, where stories can just kind of grow and take on a life of their own, really, with no real basis. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, okay, let's talk about a story that has got some grounding in the truth. Mm-hmm. Aderson to Manchester City, at least I hope, now that he's in... Ma- he is in <laughs> Manchester, isn't he? He is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. So... Um, where are we up to with that particular transfer? Because obviously lots of people were expecting an announcement yesterday and they didn't get one. And it looks like they won't get one today either. It's Tuesday today. Wednesday. Sorry, my apologies. Wednesday and we've not had an announcement. Yeah. Um, but again, again, this is another side of it. I mean, you know, I, I put out the story on um, on Saturday morning, obviously on the back of what the Portuguese press were saying you know you go and you go and confirm that and again that's how stories can work um you, you just go and you check out what's going on elsewhere um but so obviously had had the details as early as saturday morning i was confident it was going to be done the early part of this week and then people just kind of assume that you know exactly how much is being paid you know exactly 
what installments they're going to pay it. You know exactly how long the contract's going to be. You know the wages. Um, and you know when he's in Manchester and you know when it's going to be announced. All I knew at the time, which admittedly was, you know, the, the most important stuff, is he's going to sign. Um, what I certainly don't know now, especially now as a city, and nobody knows when he turned up because they were very secretive about that. Um, and again, he posted on Instagram yesterday and then deleted it straight away. Um, because obviously City don't want people to know. So there's all there's this there's this other element that it's it's it can be impossible to know these things and certainly in terms of Edesson and yeah, Wednesday afternoon, do we know if he's gonna if he's gonna be announced today? No idea. I, I mean I have got to be honest, no idea because I think it's got to that stage now where it's paperwork and I think everything could be submitted and it just waits for the FA to to come back and say, Yeah, that's fine. And then if the FA come back at five to five and City go a bit late, should we do it in the morning? Then that's another call that's just not really related to anything. That's just a football club deciding how they wanna announce things themselves. So it's it is impossible to say. As, as you said, though, we can be confident it's all going to happen. Um, you, 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 can never, you can never be 100% until you know everything's signed and all that. But as you say, he is in Manchester. Um, he has done all the photo shoots and interviews and medicals and presumably signed the contracts. And it's, it's nothing to worry about. It's just one of those things where it just drags on now because of, because of paperwork and... God, the FA could be waiting from City. They could be waiting for Portugal, or could, or City could be waiting on the FA. Who knows? It's it's just one of those things, really. And again, that that goes back to how transfer stories pan out. You can you can know quite a lot, but you can never know. You can never know everything. Is, do you think that? Because um, I think I feel as though there was third party ownership issues with Gabriel Jesus, and mm. there was that moment where he was here and he'd signed, but that he hadn't had the clearance from the FA. Is it a similar thing here where we've signed him, but there's third party ownership issues, so the FA are taking a little bit more time in terms of ratifying the transfer? Yeah, most likely. And the thing with that Gabriel Jesus thing was that I mean, there was that looked like that could have rumbled on for ages because there's a court case pending back in Brazil. And you think if the FA think this hasn't been sorted out, yeah. then it's gonna it's gonna really drag on. I think it dragged on for about a week or so, but it could have easily gone on longer. Um and yeah, that's what I mean about the unpredictability of it. But yeah, I mean, there is a good chance that um, that it is all done. But City think, well, we might as well just announce it once it's actually taken care of. Let's not let's not take any risks. Yeah. Um, but again, they, those are conversations that are taking place. You know, within you know it, within the CFA in Manchester, there's you know there's very few people that are going to be talking about the ins and outs of that. Mm. Um, but yeah, that is that is most likely to be the case. I mean, why take any risks on? third party ownership and especially it's not even junior and i know we've all got carried away with oh we want an announcement today or is there any updates on on mendy and walker and whatever and it's like if they hadn't assigned silver so quickly nobody would be that bothered because city are acting so quickly everyone's gone into like hype mode now and wants everything done as as soon as possible and i can completely understand that but it's just there is there is no rushes there because it's not even junior no do you think that before before we talk about mendy just in general the fact that there are these international fixtures, friendlies, mm. and then World Cup qualifiers over the next two weeks, do you think that that it's now almost a case of any player that's involved in those is just that it ain't getting signed for the next two weeks? So forget about any kind of official announcement on those on those players, or um, do you it, think it's doable? No, it, it well um, again. It, it can be a bit of both. It's certainly doable. Um, I think in terms of Mendy, I think France have got 
the France players have got um, the weekend off, Saturday and Sunday off. So ah, hypothetically, okay. hypothetically speaking, if everything's sorted out with Mendy and everything's finalised, and maybe it is already, um, hypothetically speaking, they could fly him in on Saturday. He could have all the pictures and that done, do the medical and all that. And then it could be, and again, you, it comes down to whenever City want to announce it then. So they could do it. They could do it Saturday. They could do it Sunday. They could wait um, later on, I suppose. It depends on on who finds out that he's in the country or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, there is a possibility. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but there is a possibility. I'm not sure what the situation is with with Walker and England, but again, you know, he's only they're only down in in London, aren't they? So he could he could drive up and get that sorted out if there's a breakthrough. But yeah, it, it's just these are the variables we're we're talking about, really. These these internationals and the players who haven't got internationals, like Alexis. I think Alexis is on holiday. Yeah, and, you know he'll have people taking care of that for him, but he's not he's not going to come back and you know if he knows he's going to sign for somebody, he knows everything's in order. He he might as well go and enjoy the rest of his holiday and not rush back, kind of thing. And yeah, um, I I heard earlier from somebody who would know that, that they're kind of hopeful of updating the next few days, and I hope that is the case because it's just or just in general, in in general. Um, and they, I mean, they could have been. To- and again, this is it. I mean, there are certain there are certain sources you do know, um, and you know well enough. You can ask them everything, and there's so- certain ones you ask, and you just get bits here and there, and you know it's right, but you you dare not ask too much, or you <laughs> dare ask yeah, about somebody else. Funny. And they could say, they you know, it was put to me that you know, oh, hopefully they'll be they'll be updated in the next couple of days, and you dare say, oh, is that is that Mendy and Walker, or is it somebody else? Um, but that, I mean, that is the kind of suggestion you know, that might be a breakthrough. What do you know about the state of play of the of the Mendy transfer? And, and what I mean by that is, how seriously should City fans be concerned with the stories that seem to be emanating that United are at the table, that Chelsea are at the table, and that it's not a? You, I feel as though there's two stories on Mendy. So there's the story that says. He's only coming to City. And then there's the story that says, actually, he could go to United and he could go to Chelsea as well because all three clubs are more or less at the table and, and saying the same things. What, where do you think this transfer lies within the context of that? Is that one you think Bergerstein's got boxed and they shouldn't worry about? Or do you still think there's an element of uncertainty? Again, can I say both? I mean... <laughs> Get off the think- fence! But I think a transfer a transfer could only be boxed when it's actually done. But I think this is, I mean, again, this is me reflecting the confidence of the people I speak to. And their confidence is that Walker and Mendy in particular are done. You know, and not done as in the contracts signed and it's, you know, the, the pictures have been taken and they're just waiting for an announcement. But done as in, you know, they'll they'll sort out the the structure of the payments with Monaco they'll they'll agree to pay Spurs however much they want they know the players are going to come and this is why right because City have had these transfer targets sorted out since like February or March February and it was and it was the same last year yeah um, obviously there was those pictures of Gundogan meeting um, Bagheerstein in the hotel in February March last year and nobody really got caught out this time but it does seem that all the legwork has already been put in and that's why you know that's why that's why I want to say both because City do believe that uh, Wendy Mendy and Walker in particular are boxed off but yeah as you say United want Mendy and Chelsea want Mendy and whatever and until it's until they're in Manchester and they're at the CFA 
um, anything can happen. And I, and I only say that because I've just written a story that's out tomorrow about the the Imeric Laporte deal last summer. Yeah. Um, and he was one of the targets since the very start of the year. And obviously he broke his ankle and he stood by him and everything was everything was looking like it was going to be done and taken care of. And I think they left it on the on the Friday night as, okay, great, contract's drawn up. Um, we'll see you on Monday. And on Sunday night, I think he rang Bagheeristan and said, oh, um, I'm staying athletic and I'm going to sign a new contract. And it's just that just came out, out of the blue. And, I mean, you look at Kolarov playing left-sided centre-back all season and spraying passes from left to right. That's exactly what they wanted Laporte for. And they mm. could never, they, you know, they could never recover from that because he was the one they'd wanted for so long. He was the one they'd gone, this is the one we want. And then he said, actually, I'm not coming. That that hamstrung City's whole season. That's why Kolarov played left centre-back. And obviously, Bonucci was close to signing as well. But Boro, understandably, I think he had an illness in the family. I think it was his son. Yeah. And he, and he didn't want to come because of that. So there was no hard feelings from City because of that, of course. But it, it obviously meant they couldn't sign any centre-backs because they'd got so far down the line and then neither happened. So let me... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to labour the point a little bit, Sam, because mm. um, I feel as though... What you've the the example you've given is is a good one, but it's an example of a player who effectively chose to stay where they are, right? Which is kind of a different conversation. The conversation that I'm trying yeah. to get in, get at with you is more the idea that is there a concern from you that Manchester City could lose one of their primary fullback targets. Because I was going to say exactly the same thing about Kyle Walker that I've said about Mendy, that in actual fact, if Walker's on the market, United want a right-back, so they're interested in him. Chelsea definitely want a right-sided defender. They're definitely interested in him. So should there be some concern from City supporters' point of view, or do you feel the club would have done enough legwork here Yeah, yeah. that they're not going to, they're not going to get led up a garden path and then you wake up and it's like, sorry lads, I'm signing for United. Yeah. Um, oh, let me put it this way then. Uh, the comp- my, I don't think the guys I'd speak to would be this confident of signing them both if they hadn't at some point in the last two or three months said, yeah, I'll, I'll come to, I'll come to see what, um, I think what the issue is, is just, you know, finding out how, how much they need to pay and when they need to pay it and who gets clauses and this kind of thing. I think, as far as I know, on Mendy and Walker, it's it's not to do with the players not wanting to come. It's just, you know, finalising the transfer with everything else. And like I say, those two seem to be in the same kind of bracket as Silver and Aderson, whereby everybody's, you know, at the back end of last week. When I first was asking about um, Silver, you know, it was, no, oh, there could be three or four done very soon and I think you know these are the four we're talking about because because at some point over the last few months I think those players have said to City yeah yeah yeah, let's let's do it okay um so we've talked about two fullbacks Mm. moving further up the pitch obviously you touched upon the Alexis situation I want to talk about that in a little bit more detail um again it goes back to this idea of the anatomy of writing a transfer story. And because I wanted to reference the story that, that, that you talked about, which is Matt Hughes on the back page of the Times saying that Sanchez has more or less informed Arsenal that he wants to leave. But Matt Hughes says that he's informed Arsenal that he wants to go to Bayern Munich. Now, mm. let me ask you first, right? If you say that Mendy Walker, Ederson and... 
Silva were kind of they're in a similar situation in that you feel as though City have really boxed it. How different is Alexis? And is it different because... Oh, let me finish the question. Is it different because of the level of the player or is it just different because it's Arsenal? Yeah, it's, I think it's different. I think they've got the okay. Everything I've heard the last couple of days and even when I did the story, God knows what it was. Um, oh, it was after the it was after the Masters. I remember it was after the Masters. So what would that have been? The start of the start of April. So yeah, yeah good six or seven weeks ago now. That City were confident that Alexis wanted to to join them. So nothing's changed on that perspective since then up till now. Again, City believe that Alexis wants to come to City. Um, the only difference there is they know that Arsenal don't want to sell him, and there's plenty of other clubs interested. And Arsenal go look, just go. Just go to Bayern Munich. Just please, just go to Bayern Munich. And sit, like that's that, that's the that's the difference there. City are aware that Arsenal have not so much got more power because there is only a year left. And why they're confident is because they think that you know in the end the player always wins and it comes down to the player. But that's why it's different. And that's why you know if the others are ninety five percent, then Alexis is eighty five percent or ninety percent because they know that Arsenal um, are really loath to do it. But they, they do still think it's going to happen, but they're not quite as confident on that as Mendy and Walker because they are supremely confident of those two. That's that's the difference. But again, everyone I've speak to about it says um, he wants to go. He wants to go to City and he wants to work with Guardiola again. Mm. So, okay, so you 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 feel fairly confident on that one as well. That again, City aren't going to wake up and find themselves being gazumped and he's off to Bayern Munich. No, but but like I say, they they are aware that Arsenal might push him. And if Arsenal do just absolutely refuse and just say, look, there is no way we're going to sell it. So you either stay a year or go to Bayern Munich, then, you know, that could happen. And I don't think that's me worming out of the situation. That is that is very that is very possible. Okay. Well, possible, possible at least. Because yeah. it, it, City are aware that Arsenal not hold all the cards, but they hold a lot of the cards to, yeah. no, of to cripple an analogy. Do you think that it's, What's your gut feeling? Because obviously you won't know from you won't know what City or Arsenal think. But what's your gut feeling in terms of how this Alexis situation plays out? Because obviously, it, from my point of view, it feels as though it's a very big transfer from yeah. a footballing perspective. But put put putting everything else aside, what Alexis will bring to Manchester City is big. It's from a footballing perspective, it's you know it's a really really big thing. So in terms of trying to trying to navigate a transfer like that and knowing that it's potentially an uncertain transfer, do you think there's a contingency for City? Or do you think that Alexis is so... It's such a big transfer and he's such a unique player that it's just a case of they know that he's on the market, so they just have to take him? I think there, I think there is a contingency. And... Um... He, Alexis really is the the top target, not just the top forward target. I think he is like the main man that the Guardiola wants. Um, okay. But I think there is a contingency, and um, I, I know you've mentioned Mbappe. And when I did my tweet yesterday about the list, as I knew it, there was Mbappe in brackets and with a question mark, which I thought was significant to show that I'm not sure. But apparently, a load of United fans thought, "Oh, they're going to sign Mbappe. What's he on about?" <laughs> No, no, lads. But, but anyway, but I mean, if... if they're not listening if, to this anyway, mate. Don't no, they're not. worry about well, that. 
they, uh, I'll tell them. But anyway, um, if 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 something happens and they don't get Alexis, then maybe, and you know, and Mbappe's still dragging on or whatever, then maybe they'll go. All right, we'll do that then. Um, and I mean, I, I think there are other targets as well, but I'm not going to say you because it just sounds like fantasy football, to be honest. So we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. Okay, okay. Um, one last thing before I let you go. Now, in terms of, I've been asked loads. The one position I keep getting asked about is centre-half. Yeah. And, um, it's the one position where instinctively I don't have an answer for two reasons. The first reason is that there doesn't feel like an outstanding and obvious candidate. And I think the second reason is tied to the first reason. The reason there isn't an outstanding and obvious candidate is because both of the fuckers rejected us last summer. So it mm. kind of leaves you in a situation where you go, do you go back to those two guys and go, please come this summer? Or do you move on? And if you move on, where do you even begin? I mean, Virgil van Dijk is literally the only name I can think of that is potentially gettable. Do you know anything? Have you heard anything? Are Bonucci or Laporte targets? If they're not targets, where are we looking? What's your feeling? Uh, yeah, well, like, like I say, Laporte, from what I hear is... I, I mean, I heard this before, and I just heard this because it was mentioned how he turned City down last year. It was just, well... I think, In fact, I think I mentioned this a while ago on, on another pod. I think you asked me about... Oh, no, it was about Laporte, and I said there was another player who rejected City um, and they're like, well, you didn't want to come then, so you're not coming now. And I think that, that I think that has turned out to be true, at least what I've been told since, independent yeah. of me thinking that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so as far as I know, um, Laporte, well, he's just not a target. Um, the other one you mentioned, Bonucci, um, and again, yeah, this this is kind of indicative of how things can change. That list I tweeted yesterday, which was obviously just a reply to to one guy, but it ended up getting about hundred hundred retweets. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean. The impression I got was Bonucci, but I mean, I don't know, maybe you could put it down to sloppy reporting or not quite checking the facts, but there, I mean, there may have been some some crossed wires there, and I'm not sure, I'm not as sure on Bonucci today as I was yesterday. Um, and, you know, that can change. You know, sometimes it can come down to the writer's own incompetence, and I'm after all my hands up on that one. Um, but, I'm, yeah, I'm not so sure that Bonucci, I think he's the outstanding candidate, and I think if you had to sign one, if it were up to me, it would be him. But I'm not. I'm not so sure that's going to happen now. And yeah, Laporte doesn't isn't going to happen. I've seen Marquinhos reported, and that certainly makes sense. But um, I've spoken to our PSG correspondent about it, and he's just adamant. Just no way is he going anywhere. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then it comes down to you said Van Dyke and. Maybe. Um, I heard good things in January. Well, it wasn't even January. It was the back end of December. And then as soon as January came around, it just didn't happen. And you think, okay. And then he started being linked with Liverpool and you think, well, maybe this is not happening. But maybe it is. And then the other one is Toby Alderweireld. But um, at no point do I think Spurs are going to sell two defenders to City, regardless of the money. So so I know exactly what you mean. And, and centre-back is a, is a tricky one at the moment. And again, you... You know, there are some sources you can ask, and they'll they'll say if they know, they'll say, "Yeah, here you go." If they if they don't know, they'll say, "I don't know." Um, but sometimes, if they know, they say, "Sorry, I can't tell you." So I think some some sources will say um, they'll they'll be happy to stand up what's already out there. Yes. Um, you know, if you go, "Oh, I've seen this," what do you think? And they'll go, "Yeah, 
um, that that's fine. That's good. Like I say, with Odessa on Saturday morning, um, once the Portuguese papers are at it again, and I'll hold my hands up whenever the Portuguese papers had reported it over the last few months. I know I always thought there was something fishy about it. And I've said this probably on podcasts. I've said it on Twitter, but turns out they were absolutely bang on. And when they started again on Saturday, I went to the, the two guys I know and they both said, yeah, um, again, but you go, you go back to them and you ask about center backs and sometimes they'll say, sorry, I can't tell you. So something is in the works. And again, City have had all their targets since February, March. So they are working on somebody. So- and it, it could be like Bernardo Silva because who knew who knew before Friday or maybe Thursday night if you're really on top of it that Bernardo Silva was going to happen. Who knows? Some somebody, some centre back could turn up at City tomorrow. They're obviously working on somebody right now. I don't know who it is. Do you think that there is a particular reason that they've not that that we're struggling to get the name of a centre? Like so, I guess what I'm picking at here, Sam, is the this idea that some names seem to come really easily. So, for example, Kyle Walker. I mean, we did the we did the the um, the podcast with uh, Christophe Tiller, um, yeah. who who said that's like amongst agents, that's like the worst kept secret of the summer mm. that Kyle Walker's moving to Man City. Um, I feel as though a Dearson one has just been written about every week for a year, and it's more or less happening. So the, it's almost like you feel as though there's a collection of transfers that are being telegraphed from a big 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 distance i think mendy's another one that more or less has been there or thereabouts for for some time do you think there's a reason why with the center halves there's literally no names out there or do you think it's just that nobody's asked the right person maybe the right yeah. name maybe um i've i've really no idea i've really no idea um <laughs> Well, again, I mean, why, why did nobody know about Bernardo Silva? I just, and, but then as soon as you ask about Bernardo Silva, you go, yeah, oh, and by the way, Mendy as well. So as soon as I did the write up for Silva on Friday morning, it was, oh, and Mendy's another option because sometimes it just comes at you. So yeah, it can be asking the right question to the right people, but it's not just, it's not just me who doesn't know. Nobody else has really reported, um, center back targets. And right, I'll have, I mean, I'll have to hold my hands up. If, if, if it, it turns out Bonucci, Laporte, or Marquinhos are the top names, then I'll be wrong because they are the ones that have been written about elsewhere. But my information is they're not. So who are the other center backs and why has nobody else got them? Because Michael Keane's moving clubs, but apparently, apparently there's no chance of him coming to City. It's going to be um, United or, or I don't know, Everton, something like that. Um, and then abroad, why is nobody else abroad, you know, with the Italian press so focused on transfers too? Obviously, the Portuguese are all over it. They've been all over it with Adesan. Um You know what it makes man, me think? It makes me think that transfer is coming out of England. It makes me think that whatever the centre-half transfer is, it's happening in the Premier League. And that's yeah, why... It we, makes sense. Because I don't feel as though you can sit on... Like, for example, the, the, the Bernardo Silva is an interesting one because I can say this now because we've actually signed him. But, like, I had a conversation with Graham Hunter and he won't mind me saying this. I had a conversation with him two weeks ago, maybe a little bit more than that. And that's the one name that he said to me. So he, okay. sa- he says to me, keep an eye on Bernardo Silva to Man City. And this is two or three mm. weeks ago. And I'm a little bit like, but nobody's written about it. And he goes, doesn't matter. That's like one of Pep's exactly. absolute priorities. He's, yeah. you know, he's a player that Pep absolutely loves and wants at Man City. Boom, out of nowhere, two weeks later, we've signed him. Yeah, there's there will be a group of trusted Spanish and Catalans who'll know exactly what's going on. Um, but yeah, it just surprises me that 
it hasn't come from you know a brother or an agent or a mate or something because they all they all come out eventually somehow um but yeah it, it does make sense what you mean about england um and it can be kind of easier to to keep on top of it in certain in certain aspects but then look look at walker and you mentioned it's an op- it's an open secret it just it just varies and uh I wish I knew, and maybe by the time you've edited this and put it out, or about it, <laughs> we'll maybe I'll, maybe maybe I'll know. But I, yeah, I, I doubt it. Um, I'd love to, but I don't if know. If you change your mind between now and this podcast being published yeah. about Benucci or Laporte, you're welcome to text me, and I'll you know chop the podcast in half or do <laughs> something. Uh, okay, listen, Sam, thank you very much. I've uh, taken up half an hour of your time already. Um, yeah. Uh, nice one and we'll we'll do more of these over the course of the summer I'm sure unless literally City do get all their time it's done in the next two weeks <laughs> in which case I'm going on holiday as well exactly um, yeah it'd be great wouldn't it yeah awesome so listen yeah thank you very much thank you mate thank you enjoyed it uh, thank you to everybody who listened uh, we will be back with another transfer special very soon we'll also be back with another season review tomorrow tomorrow is Howard Hawkins season review so keep an eye out for that and remember if you like what we do go to iTunes hit subscribe send us a tweet we've got a website 9320.com go and check it out share us with your friends thank you for listening <laughs>